Welcome to the Positive Productivity Podcast, episode 348. The Positive Productivity Podcast was created to empower entrepreneurs to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success. I'm your host, Kim Sutton, and if you're ready, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Positive Productivity. This is your host, Kim Sutton, and I'm so happy to have you here with us today. I'm also thrilled to introduce our guest, Ann Gordon. Ann is the owner of Whale and Dolphin Wisdom Retreats, and I'm so excited to chat with you, Ann. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Kim. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, it definitely is. I would love if you would give the listeners a background of how you got to being the owner of Whale and Dolphin Wisdom Retreats and what exactly you do. No, actually, just go there, okay? <laughs> See, my brain and my mouth are already disconnecting. <laughs> no worries. I know. There's a lot to think about. Yeah, there is. Yeah. And how does somebody get that job title? Yeah. So, so I understand. So I started out, I studied biology and animal behavior in university I grew up in Washington State, right on the water. My dad had a boat. We got to go out and spend a lot of time with the orca whales right there. So I grew up with whales around. And then throughout my career, I worked as a zookeeper. I trained animals for educational outreach programs, like taking tigers out to schools and you took tigers out to schools. I did. I took them out and did wildlife assemblies to teach a respect for wildlife. Oh, wow. Yes. And that's just a step along my varied and adventurous career. After that, I raised and trained both domestic and wild animals for movies and television for over 20 years. So that was a lot of fun. Like what types of animals for television? I'm just so intrigued. I didn't even know about this whole backstory. I know. Exactly. Lions, tigers, bears, oh my. uh, Yes. To all of the above. Oh my gosh. As well as obviously you see dogs and cats on TV much more than anything else. So I've done a lot of that. Now, are they really alive? I hate to say it like that because sometimes they're just so well behaved. It's like. Looking at my animals, I could never expect them to sit still. I I mean, no, I've never taken my dog-to-dog training. But my cats, they have a mind of their own. I don't know how... Can you train cats? You can, actually. It's actually not that hard. As long as they're hungry or have a food drive, you don't starve them. You want to make it fun for them. But yeah, if they have a food drive, they're actually pretty easy to train. The hard part with a cat on film is that they're naturally shy in new places. So getting them used to working on a film set with all the commotion and craziness, that's the hardest part. I've worked big cats, wolves, deer, raccoons, around elephants and bears, chimpanzees, et cetera, et cetera. So that was great fun. It sounds fun, but it also sounds a little bit scary at the same time. The scary part was not the animals because that was what I knew. That was my expertise. The scary part was producers and directors and some of the actors with their egos. And that was the more unpredictable part for me. Right. I know better than you. So I'm just going to scare this (laughs) animal and hope, well, and not even think about the fact that it might bite me because it's not expecting me to come up behind it. Yeah, right. That. Exactly. Yeah. Or forgetting to tell me it's. 
you know, they're they're having explosions in the middle of the scene when the animal's supposed to lay quiet. It's like, uh, hello. Yeah. Yeah. So as I was doing that career, I got a call to work on a film in Panama. So I went on this job and I had Panama was never on my radar for visiting as a country. I was like everybody else. It had a canal and a jungle and nothing else. So I came on this film and it hired a local tribe of indigenous people who still live out in the jungle as they have forever in traditional villages, no electricity. The only road in is a river. You travel by dugout canoe. So I got to hang out with them on the movie set and visit their villages on the weekends and I just was so touched by how warm and open and friendly they are. And they were so happy and had the quality of life the rest of us are searching for. And then, as fate would have it, I met one in particular and I married him. Oh, wow. (laughs) So I am now 14 years later here in Panama after having married into this tribe of Indians from the jungle And I'm with him. I'm loving my life. And I'm thinking, this is great, but how do I make a living here in Panama? And his village survives on tourism. So people come out to spend time with the people in the village and see how they live and learn about their history and culture and so on. And so I thought, well, I could do that. So I started doing tours, freelance, and as a tour guide, to the village and that was great fun and then about a year later I thought well maybe I'll start my own company so I started my own tour company to go out to the village now the whole time I'm here in Panama I'm also thinking I'm in a country with two oceans only 50 miles apart what species of dolphins and whales must there be here and how do I get out to see them and I realized that not one single person tour company anybody was offering whale watching or dolphin tours nothing how is that possible exactly how is that possible yeah and just that nobody paid any attention nobody cared and i live in the middle of cornfields and soy fields in ohio and if i traveled about 10 minutes there's actually a farm that has zebra and camel and elephants and wild exotic animals. I mean, you can pay to go see them. Sure. How do I have that here? Right? Yes. And that just blows my mind. It blew my mind. And then it took me a couple of years, but I finally found out that Panama is the only place in the entire world where we have humpback whales that come from both the southern hemisphere, from Antarctica, and the northern, Alaska, to breed and give birth here in Panama. And nobody was paying any attention to it. Nobody. Wow. Okay, I just want to back you up a second. Sure. All right. So maybe this is a false assumption. Were you in California doing the movies when you moved to Panama? Good. Yeah, it's a common assumption. Most of my film career, I was in Seattle. Okay. Because that's where I'm from. But the last four years of my film career, I 
sold my own company and went freelance and did move to California and was there for four years. Now, interestingly, I had an inner knowing that my time in L.A. would be a transition, but I had no idea it would be to Panama and marrying a man, a guy from the jungle. Yeah. So that's where my question was actually going. You Mm -hmm. already said no electricity. Right. So what did you do? I mean, you moved in and had no electricity or did you live somewhere else? We spent a lot of time in the village with him and his family. And when there's no electricity, you sit around with a little lantern made out of a jar with kerosene and a wick sticking out of it. And you tell stories and you talk. It's amazing. And you take your morning bath in the river, which is amazingly refreshing. Mm-hmm. You wake up to the sun and the birds. And but yes, we also did rent a place just outside of Panama City because working in tourism, I had to be close to the hotels and be connected right. to be able to communicate and find out when there is a tour. Right. Oh, that sounds like heaven, actually waking up to sunshine and birds. Not that I can't do that here in Ohio, but to be totally honest, most of the mornings it's, Mama, I got to go pee. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Or one of the kids stomping around. I mean, you could still have sun, birds, and kids stomping around and having to go pee, but it just sounds so blissful. Okay, so I interrupted. So really, what happened next? So I'm in realizing that Panama has this wealth of whales. And so I literally pioneered the whale watching industry here, which was not easy as as a white American woman in this, you know, Latin American country. And that nobody in the world knows Panama is this amazing place to watch whales. So, you know, trying to educate the entire world or any potential tourists that might be coming here, that this is an amazing thing to do. And now we've been doing our whale watching for 12 years and we have a 99% success rate on all of our tours. Wow. And outside, I mean, 1%, you can't, even an animal trainer, I mean, if this is the ocean or the oceans cases, you can't control Mm -mm. the oceans. You can't control nature. Nope, not at all. But... We have so many whales that it's really, really hard not to find them. It's not about, will we see whales? The question is usually, which whales do we want to look at? Because they're over there, there, and there. Which ones? Mm. So it's pretty amazing. So I was doing that, and I also, I love all things spiritual. I love to learn and more about that. I love to, I love animal communication. I love to respect nature and to be as one with it as I can. And I love meditation. So I thought, why don't we put together some spiritually themed uh, retreats where we spend five days out in the Pearl Islands here in Panama with these tropical white sand beaches and crystal clear waters of 83 degrees and go out every day on a catamaran sailboat and just hang out with the whales and the dolphins and connect, communicate, swim with, just immerse ourselves in the healing energies and learn. And so I started that. And those retreats, 
it's been really, really amazing. And some of the transformations of my clients is inspiring and so awesome. Wow. Okay, this is going to make me sound naive. I believe I know what a catamaran is. Is that the one that has two basically cylinders going down on either like, front to back on the boat? Right. With the space yeah, exactly. in the middle? Okay. Yeah, it's a sailboat. And it is. It's not. Most boats are what we call a monohull. So it's one hull mm-hmm. or one tube that goes down the front and the boat sits on top of that. Catamaran has two of those. Okay. So it's a wider space. So that means that nobody has to compete for viewing. And it's very, very stable on the water. So that had to bring along its own challenges. I mean, we're not just talking about starting a business on the internet, putting up a website and and serving people over Skype or phone. I mean, there was right, right. heavy equipment and uh, by equipment, I mean, catamarans. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What did that whole experience? I know this is sort of a nosy question, but what did that look like? No, it was a challenge. It was a huge challenge. I didn't want to own a boat because the whale season is three and a half months. So it didn't make sense to buy a boat for three and a half months. And Mm. having grown up with my dad owning a boat, I know how much money and how much work is involved in maintaining them. So, you know, I was looking to charter boats as needed. And Panama is not a big sailing capital. And there's plenty of big fancy yachts, but they're more all about these big cabins and the luxury inside the cabin and not about seeing and going forward and looking at what's on the water, which is what we want to see. So there's like just a handful of catamaran sailboats in this country. And then to find one that we can work with, that's open to doing what we want to do out on the water that's easy, that's the right price, you know, all checks all the boxes that I need. Yeah, it's been a challenge. But thankfully, each year we've had one and been working with the last boat for the last four years. And he's a British French captain, a really nice guy, really cares about the animals, super respectful, and a great cook because he provides lunch on the boat. And so it's worked out really well, but yeah, it wasn't easy. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why. It just. Well, <laughs> we in our pre-chat, listeners, we were talking about. I mean, I already have shared on numerous episodes before, and already in this one, that I live in a small town in Ohio, and there's a lot of American food right here. And then I mentioned I actually have a doctor's appointment today, so I'm really excited that I get to go somewhere where there's not American food. <laughs> and just hearing about being in the middle, I don't know, maybe it's just my body craving something that's not, <laughs> quote, normal, or I've gotten into the habit of lazy food again. I mean, lunch on a catamaran, yes. surrounded by the waves and the ocean and blue yes. skies and sunshine and whatever sea life decides to pop its snout. Give me the right word here. Snout or head or head, yeah. body, yep. tail out of the water. Out of the water. Yes. Oh yes. my gosh. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. And yeah, you do get hungry when you're out on the water and the fresh air. And mm-hmm. when we get too warm, we just jump in the water and swim and cool off and get back on. And, and we usually stop at one of the 
nearby islands and most of them are uninhabited. So we walk around, we swim, we enjoy the beach, we snorkel the coral reefs, and then we get on for lunch and it's amazing. Wow. If one of your clients from one of these experiences Mm -hmm. could make your day by giving you a description of the transformation that they received, what would they say to you? I'll tell you a story that happened just recently, and this is the second time I've had this similar thing happen. And this was a woman whose husband died seven years ago. And in the most horrendous way, they were driving home from somewhere and they were in two different cars following each other. And her husband was in the car ahead, you know, several car lengths ahead. And he got into a horrible car accident. I don't know how it happened. And his car caught fire. Oh, my gosh. And there was nothing she could do but watch. So I can't even imagine the horror of that. Neither can I. I just got chills just even thinking about having to having it happen as number one. Yes. Having no choice but to stand by and witness when you can't do anything. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I can't. Yeah, I can't even comprehend that horror. And so a friend of hers who had been on one of my trips before was coming back and brought her along. And I didn't know any of this prior, but on the last day of the retreat, she shared with all of us that for the first time in seven years, she truly felt happy. Wow. Yeah. Incredible. Wow. And such a gift. And really, I don't have to do a whole lot of facilitating. I mean, yes, I share what I have learned so much of the wisdom I have learned by spending time and communicating with the dolphins and whales. But really, the whales and dolphins work the magic. You just have to be there and be immersed in their energy and observe them and be open to it. Because when you're with them, when there's a whale in front of you or a dolphin riding the bow or the front of the boat, it's impossible to think about anything else. You are right there in that present moment which is such a gift to us in our busy world where we're always thinking about tomorrow and our regrets of yesterday and being in the right there in the moment is incredible. Being right there in the moment is often a challenge for me. For many of us. Yeah. Being still is a challenge for me. Right. Last night I actually took my laptop into my bed because my husband and I, I've been working on a huge launch for the last three weeks and he has seen very little of me because I've been in the office working and right. and he's been taking care of the household. So I took, this isn't necessarily better, but I did take the laptop into bed and because he's sitting right there, his desk and his quote office is in our room. Mm-hmm. It felt like every time he put his headphones on to be listening to whatever he was doing, I was like, oh, did I tell you? Oh, did I tell you? Oh, did I tell you? And this is how it, I mean, we go to church and it's the same way. I feel like, oh, did I tell you? Like, just, (laughs) right. I don't know. It's, I would love to experience the stillness. And yes, sometimes I just wish I could turn off the, oh, did I tell you? Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally get it. And with all our, our technology and our texting and our this and our that, it teaches us 
to be like ADD, whether we are naturally or not. It's just like we're constantly being distracted. And so now our minds are racing even more than before. So, yes, when you get out on the water and there's a whale breaching in front of you, it's like, oh, my God, you're just so taken away that it totally clears your mind and you become more playful, more like a kid again, more able to be in that present moment. And it's such a gift that we all need so desperately. Absolutely. What is one of your most, and there's a word I want to use, but I don't know it right now, amazing experiences, personal experiences, if you don't mind sharing, that you've had personally while on any of these trips? Well, again, I just took one. I do my retreats here in Panama, as we've talked about, but I've expanded. And now I take whale and dolphin retreats all over the world. And for the last four years, I've taken one to Baja to be with the gray whales. Now, the gray whales are the most friendly whales in the world because they actually will, where they go to breed and give birth are in these lagoons along Baja, California, and Mexico. And they literally will come right up to the boats. And then they're just little open boats and maybe hold 10 people maximum. And they come right up to the side of the boat and you can touch them. And they want to be touched. And they even will bring their little babies and push them up so that these newborn calves, they trust us with. So it's such an amazing gift And really, they represent forgiveness because this species of whale, but when they were being hunted by the whalers, were known as devilfish because they were the most aggressive species of whale that fought back when they were being hunted. But now they've transformed and trust humans so much that they will literally bring their babies And so the forgiveness, if they forgive humans as a race so much, how can we not forgive ourselves? Oh, absolutely. So on this last trip that I just took in March this year, it was the first, I was like, I've been there four years in a row and it's always been amazing. But this time was by far and away the most amazing because there was a mother a gray whale and her calf. And this mother swam right up to the boat into my open arms and just hung with me for probably five minutes. And I was able to just hold her and hug her and massage her and kiss her. And it was all her choice. That's the amazing part that they choose to be with us because the ocean is huge. They can go anywhere they want to. Yeah, they can. Yeah. Wow. It's so powerful. And I've had humpback whales do the same thing, not touching, but here in Panama, I've been swimming in the water and I know that there's a whale over there somewhere, but I can't see where she is. And there's a mom and a calf. And at one point I called back to the captain of our boat and I said, where, where are the whales? He says, they're right there. And she pops up, the calf pops up 10 feet in front of us, 
and I look down in the water and there's mom so close that she has to pull in her fins to avoid hitting us. Wow. And she came to us. She had been quite a ways away. They came right to us. And it's just, oh my gosh, such an amazing gift to have that happen. If you woke up tomorrow and found $100 million in your bank account, Mm -hmm. would you change anything about what you do? I would change a little, well, I'd be able to relax a little bit with, with the finances taken care of. And my goal is to, I love to take people out and share these amazing transformational experiences. And the one thing I would do different would be to say, if I have a week retreat, I would do a week retreat for my people and give them everything I can give them with the whales and dolphins. And then I would take a week for me. Yeah. Where I just hang with the dolphins and whales. And I, and I love being with the people. I love it. And when I'm with the people, I have to take care of them and their needs. Right. That's my job. And I'm happy to do so. And I also love having my alone time with the dolphins and whales where I don't have to put everybody else's needs ahead. So. I don't mean to sound rude about it, but I love both aspects. So that's what I would do. I don't consider that rude at all. The three pillars yeah. of positive productivity are self-care systems and support. And exactly. you and I met about a month ago. Mm-hmm. I haven't had a day, even just one day of downtime since we met because I've been working on this launch. And one of my coaches told me, Kim, when this launch is done, I want you to take the rest of the week off. Yep. I'm taking this afternoon off, which is huge. Like, I mean, yes, it's a doctor's appointment, but (laughs) I would love to take tomorrow and Friday off, but it's just the nature right now. I mean, no pun intended, considering you are really with nature, but (laughs) you know, it's just the nature of the industry I'm in. When there's a launch, you don't just take a day off. Right. No, it's intense. And just the nature of entrepreneurship, when you're running your own business, there's always something to do, even if it's 11 o'clock at night, you know? So that's, yeah, if I had, you know, unlimited funds, I would do equal time for my clients and for me. Do you have other people who do retreats with you as well? I sometimes have Mm co-leaders. Where we both, like on my Mexico retreat, I have a friend who's an animal communicator. So she and I lead the trip. But I don't have anybody at this point that, you know, is the main person or that I can just send and go do a retreat for me. Mm -hmm. At some point here in Panama, I have the, right now I schedule my retreats every other week throughout the three and a half month season. And at some point, I envision that when I get to the point of being sold out on all of those, and I have waiting lists and demand, then I hire somebody who can run the off weeks. That's great. Yeah, I've been looking at that in my own business. Mm -hmm. I would have to imagine that your experiences that you're offering are very personal. Mm -hmm. Mine, I can't say I'm offering so much 
experience, like in the whole launch process, it's the technical knowledge I've realized just in the last three weeks. It can't be just me. Right. It can't be. If this business is going to be sustainable, there needs to be more people than just me who are building out all these components. I mean, I do have an incredible team. And one of them will edit my bloopers out of this episode and get (laughs) fantastic show notes and everything put together. Lang, you rock. (laughs) However, there needs to be more. So that question was not to be nosy. It was inspired by my own experiences right now. Because I don't want my husband going a month at a time without seeing me. Of course. And I totally get it because... When I started the tour company, we got to the point where I was doing all the tours, leading all the tours. I was doing all the email booking. I was managing the website. I was 100% me, nobody else, Mm -hmm. until I took the leap and I hired a tour coordinator to handle all of the booking and all of the emails because I would do a tour. I would come home and I would be on, like you, on the computer, in bed with my husband. I'd barely have time to eat. And until I fell asleep and get up and do it again. And so I hired this person. I wasn't even sure how I was going to pay for her. And it was the best move I ever made because I, oh, what a relief to have actually a little bit of time to myself in the evenings. I didn't have to think about anything. And she would let me know when there was a tour and I could just relax a bit. So, yeah, it's honoring yourself to do so. Oh, I love how you said honoring yourself. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. In the last year, and listeners, if this is not your first episode, you know I tend to repeat things. I do it to my husband all the time. It's not just on the podcast. I'm like, have I told you this before? (laughs) But one of the expressions that's been running around in my head over and over again lately is rich people spend money to save time. Poor people spend time to save money. And actually, I was just talking to my son, my 15-year-old son, about this last night because we were talking about grocery shopping. And I was saying I really want to get into the habit of ordering groceries online and then just going to pick them up through the drive-thru thing outside. And he's like, but mom, that costs money. I was like, yes, but it costs $6, Jacob. I was like, (laughs) it costs $6 and it doesn't cost me an hour of client time. It doesn't cost me all the extras that go into the basket. He's like, oh, yeah. yeah. That way when Dave, Dave's my husband, his stepdad, that way when Dave goes to the grocery store, he's not bringing home three packages of cookies that we don't need. (laughs) It's like, exactly. So, and the same goes for paying somebody to do our lawn. We can take Mm -hmm. the time and the energy and just, for my husband, it means physical pain of doing it himself. Mm -hmm. Or we can just he can free up his mental and physical self to do other things. So no, I totally get it. And bravo to you for hiring that support. That is not where your genius zone is. You need to stay in that. Exactly. My genius is not sitting on the computer responding to email or tour requests. You know, it's not that hard. I mean, yes, my tour coordinator is fabulous at it and that is her talent, but it's not mine. So You're right. My time is better spent in creating and organizing and facilitating the retreats. Absolutely. Okay. So here's a huge question because I know we have listeners that are wondering, okay, I want to know more. How do I book one? This episode is airing 
in May of 2018. What is the season in Panama? How far out in advance do people need to book? And where do they go? I told you I stack questions. Where do they go to actually get in touch and to book their retreat? Perfect. Yeah, those are all easy to answer. So our season is just coming up. So this is perfect timing. Whale season, in fact, the humpback whales are on their way uh, right now. They are, they leave Antarctica in um, May and they arrive here late June. So our season is July 1st through the middle of October. And to book a trip and to learn more details, I'll give you the easiest website domain name, which is whalewisdomretreats.com. Fabulous. Whalewisdomretreats.com. And listeners, if you are driving, please don't try to write it down right now. You can go to the show notes, which you can find at thekimsutton.com forward slash pp348. If you just remember thekimsutton.com, you can click on the podcast tab and you'll be able to find Anne's episode at your convenience. Please do not drive and write at the same time. And this has been an absolute pleasure. I have loved every moment of finding out more about what you do. And actually, I'm really excited because I have ideas in my head going around the positive productivity brand, and I think it would be incredible. So we'll definitely have to keep in touch. So thank you so much for being on. Oh, it's been my pleasure. It's been a lot of fun. And yes, It'd be a lot of fun. And I also let people like yourselves who are coaches bring groups. So if you have clients and you want to bring a group on one of my retreats, if you bring a group, then your trip is free. Oh. So we can have a lot of fun that way and talk about the different wisdom that the dolphins and whales can teach us about being in the present moment, being transparent whales representing abundance, stepping into the natural flow of abundance that can support whatever message the coach has to share with their clients. Listeners, I'm going to challenge you right now. If you would be interested in accompanying me on one of these retreats, and I definitely want you to go to thekimsutton.com forward slash pp348 and leave a comment down below or just click on the contact tab and let me know because, oh my gosh, that sounds absolutely amazing. And there's so much that we could do on the boat, on the catamaran and off in the way of addressing self-care systems and support in our personal and professional lives. You're not supposed to be contributing to my chronic idea disorder, Anne. This is not <laughs> on the calendar for anywhere before October. So listeners, I'm just going to put it out there. This will be a 2019 event. Sorry, Anne, but I already... I need to be smart about this. But yeah, go to my website and let me know if you would be interested. Because I know I'm interested. But I want you to come with me. And nothing better than to do to focus on self care by going on a retreat that's all about you relaxing, reconnecting with your inner self, rejoicing, playing, and giving yourself the most amazing experience, unforgettable experience you'll ever have. Yeah, this won't be one of those trips you go on for your business that you go home completely exhausted. Because if no, then you ask for a refund from me. And I, uh, yeah, that's not my intention at all. <laughs> we won't have that 
problem at all. You'll come home so relaxed and refreshed and rejuvenated and energized, ready to go. Absolutely. I just need to throw this in there so that listeners know this was not pre-scripted. We had no idea where this conversation was going. As Not at all. <laughs> I don't even know where my solo episodes are going until I start talking sometimes. So this was definitely <laughs> not scripted. And thank you so much again. Do you have a last piece of parting advice or a golden nugget that you can offer to listeners? Sure. It has been a lot of fun. So thank you for having me. And I would say it's piece of advice the dolphins always give me and everybody else around is that get out and play. When was the last time you really played like a little kid where you're on the floor and you're rolling and you're laughing? As adults, we don't play or laugh enough. And if you don't have little kids to play with, find some girlfriends, some buddies to go play and laugh with, or Go find some puppies, maybe at the local shelter, puppies or kittens that you can get silly with and just play in the moment. And that's a real self-care gift you can give to yourself is play. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Positive Productivity Podcast. When I'm not podcasting, I'm supporting six to seven figure business coaches with their marketing automation and entrepreneurs like you through my coaching and mastermind programs. I want to invite you to visit thekimsutton.com to learn how I can help you take your business to the next level.